You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we have Scott from Miss Piggies. Hi Scott, how are you doing? Hi Ben, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks mate. Thanks for coming on the show. No problem, thanks for asking me. No worries, we've been, you've, been, you've been on our list for a very, very long time, so it's good to finally speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like the list for um, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, big, you're you're a big deal. <laughs> I think, it, but actually, when we first wanted to get you on was back when you were down at um, Max Barbecue and you were doing a competition class down there. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, a uh, couple of years back now. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any more of those planned? Uh, we haven't. No, we've been asked to do uh, one in Austria. Um, but um, the problem is, if you can't get enough people on it, it's it's difficult to make it pay. Then you know. So uh, we've we've done quite a lot of content classes um, throughout Europe, and um, I think we've uh, we've kind of exhausted it for now. Really, we we seem to have taught a lot of the teams <laughs> over there now. They're all going to beat us now. But yeah, <laughs> that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There must be it must be a hard decision, I guess, to decide to do classes because that is a problem when you're trying to compete to it, win. Like, do you want to give away all your secrets? It is, yeah, it is. A, it is a tough decision. We, you know, we we were asked for um, for a lot of times before we decided to finally do it, and um, without sounding strange or whatever, but you know, in the, in the beginning when we started to get asked after we won a few contests. It, it's like, well, you know, we don't really think we're good enough to do a class, you know, but other people seem to think so. So we, we kind of had this um, rule between ourselves, between Lindsay and I, and said, well, look, you know, if we reach uh, 10 grand championships, we'll we'll do a class then, you yeah, know, because maybe that gives you a little bit more kudos to, yeah. to do that. So uh, it's not a rule anywhere else. It's not anybody else's rule. It was just, just our own uh, conscious decision. So that's when we made the choice to do them. Yeah, well, like you say, you want you want to be in a position where you you feel strong enough to be able to do that, don't you? You can't be just going, oh yeah, we yeah we we know what we're doing. We think like you can prove you know what you're doing with with these well, <laughs> accolades. Yeah, that, that's it. And the other thing is, again, it, it, it might come across as, as conceited, but it's not, you know. But I mean, it, you know, if you're competing regularly, whether it be UK, Europe, wherever, and you, you know you're regularly winning. You know, there comes a point where maybe new teams will come along, compete a couple of times and not do any good, and then you don't see them again. And nobody wants that for the future of, of, of barbecue in any country. So our opinion was, well, look, you know, let's help them 
and hopefully they'll improve and, and get a few calls and, and, and that's happened, you know. So it's it's kind of like really uh, thinking long term, really, for, for the future of barbecue, really, barbecue competition in, in general, really. Must be, I guess, it's awesome winning competitions, but it must also be quite rewarding to see teams doing really well after being on one of your classes. Oh, it's, it is amazing, you know. And 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 what we've also done as well, if you see um, some guys that do do classes, uh, you know, over in the states and that, they, they quickly take credit for that, you know. Yeah. And we, we we've never done that, you know. We we although you know some of the teams that have done well after taking our class, I've said, yeah, you can do that. It's not a problem. But we've said, well, you can say that if you want to. We're not going to do that. Yeah. It's your it's your glory, you know, and, and you, you take it, not us, you know. But, um, yeah, there's been a – immediately after it was, a, you know, a team, I think they got first place in Pork, and that was fantastic, you know, and um, it, it never got a call before, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, well, like you but, said, uh, everything you've told them's – one part of it but you've still got to actually deliver it and do it haven't you, so you have. just because yeah, you know it yeah. doesn't mean you're going to do it <laughs> yeah you have and you know when you're doing a class you know the ones that will do that because they're attentive they're making lots of notes and yeah. you know you can always spot the ones that are going to go away and, and do well with it you know yeah right well we've dived straight in but can you can you take me back a stage and tell me about like when did miss piggies begin how did you get into barbecue in the first place well, we were um, we were regularly holidaying in the states, um, going right back when our kids were young. We were going to to Orlando, and you know everybody that hasn't been to other places in America, that's that's America, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's like saying that that London is representative of England. It's not the case, you know. So we, when the kids got a bit older and um, you know started to do their own thing, we wanted to. Um, explore a little bit more of America, you know, we started to fall in love with the country. And, you know, the first port of call was down to the Florida Keys. Um, we met a lot of people there. And, and, and this one chat we were having in particular one year, uh, back in 2008, um, was with uh, a guy from North Carolina. Um, and, he, you know, the subject got onto barbecue. And he said, do you guys, you know, barbecue in, in the UK? And we said, yeah, of course we do. You know, when we've got the weather, we you know, don't really have the weather for it. He said, okay, so well, what do you what do you cook? And what do you cook on? And, um, you know, tell me about it. I said, well, you know, most people have got like this little round uh, grill in their, their back gardens, you know, and they cook sausages, burgers. And he said, oh, you know, I'm just going to stop you there, man. He said, that ain't barbecue and that's grilling. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, sorry, but, you know, explain then i i don't understand so he spent the next sort of hour or so explaining all about the differences and i just started cooking at the time you know Lindsay was just teaching me some of the basics of cooking you know so that i could do it because i work from home i could get the dinners ready for when she gets in then you know but um this grabbed my attention this this real barbecue thing you know and um first of all i wanted to try it and so i you know i asked if there's anywhere nearby we could try it and as luck would have it the owner of the place we were staying at in the keys there had a, a smoker but you know a little electric uh, smoker that uh, he switched on for us and this guy showed us how to prep some meat and it was um, beef short ribs so that was sort of like you know the the, the first barbecue we'd eaten even you know real barbecue yeah it's a good, and, it's a good um, intro though isn't it <laughs> oh yeah perfect you know it still remains now my favorite yeah favorite thing to do you know maybe it's because of that i don't know but it is it is a good cut but mm. yeah he, uh, you know i said okay so when can we eat it you know an hour or something he, he laughed again you know and uh 
he said, you know, come back in about seven hours and we'll eat it then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, this is really opening my eyes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, uh, Lindsay saw that I was I was taken by this and um, we came back from, from that. It was approaching my 40th. I know I don't look that old, um, but uh, it was approaching my 40th and um, she looked around for a, a, a smoker that she could buy here, uh, which wasn't very easy then you know um you obviously had the webers but um she found um max barbecue barbecue mm. uh, one of yours and our sponsors yeah and um she bought a little uh frontier most people will never have seen this this type it was the original in british racing green with wooden handles and um you won't see another one like it it's, uh, it's a bit of a collect we've been offered lots of money actually by other people for it but uh, I've still got it now. It still gets used and uh, still in great condition. So she she bought that. I started to experiment on it to to cook different things, and we did everything that sort of looked like charcoal itself and tasted like ashtrays and <laughs> uh, beef that was like the sole of his shoe and things like that. And um, eventually we got got a little bit of a hang of it, and um, it went from there. Um, it wasn't until sort of two years later that we entered our first contest you know so um uh we uh we entered the first contest i think it was about eight teams um we placed third overall but we we won in brisket which was amazing you know um and from that one little piece of glass trophy you know we we got the bug then and it was there was no turning back you know it was it was on on from there yeah so you've been You've been placed from the very first competition. <laughs> yeah, very, I mean, very lucky, really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, most people uh, find brisket very, very difficult, and we've just been fortunate that we never did. You know, and I, I can I can understand that it can be a daunting cut of meat to cut, but we were just very, very lucky that um, that, that it, it just went right from the start. You know, and it's, it's never never really been a struggle. But um, yeah. I think it was more luck than judgment. You know, we uh, we cooked the brisket on mesquite wood. Uh, we had a good friend at the time, John Hargate, next to us from Barbecue Shack, and um, John could smell the mesquite on this brisket. And yeah. uh, he said, you're never going to win anything with that. You know, he said, <laughs> uh, judges won't like that. And he is right, you know, because KCBS judges in general don't like a strong wood like that, you know. But um, it, at the time, it was just the judges seemed to like it on that day. And... Um, it was it was uh, it was good. I think one of the judges on that day was Jackie Waite, and she said she loves brisket on mesquite. So yeah, <laughs> we were uh, we hit it right on the day. You know, that's, yeah. that's basically what it's about. You need to you need to cook well for barbecue contests, but you do need luck as well. Yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I I used to feel that more. I don't know. You know, you're you're still probably going to say it is down to a lot more luck, but I feel like luck must play an important part. But for for the same teams like like yourself to be getting placed like often, it can't be. There must be a big part of it that isn't luck as well, because it wouldn't luck yeah. wouldn't allow you to win as much as you guys win. Well, I mean, they say you know, there's there's two things. You know, I I always say I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, another ter- ter- phrase is you know that uh, the more the practice the lucky the more you practice the lucky you get uh, and that really is the case you know for one year before we we won our first grand championship when we were trying to improve for a whole year i cooked chicken thighs every day yeah 
<laughs> you know, and that's a bit extreme, I know. But, um, you know, the kids were sick of chicken and, you know, in the end we were throwing it away. But, um, you know, it, it, you, you practice until you can't get it wrong. Not until you're doing it right, until you can't get it wrong. And, and, and that's that's the answer, really. So, yeah, there, there, but, but even so, you know, to, in, in today's field in Europe, you can sometimes see, you know, 80 teams, 70 teams, you know, on a couple of contests and... There's a lot of judges there, a lot of teams there. Um, you, the luck comes into it when you need to be, uh, you need to have your entries consistently go into decent scoring tables. Mm. Is basically where, yeah. where where the luck comes in. And you know things need to go right for you on the day. You can be the best cook in the world, and things can still go wrong for you. You know things can still catch you out. But the more competitions you're doing as well, the more things do catch you out, and then the more you can overcome those things and you you remember back then you say okay i remember this happened before you know and this is what we did about it at the time so it's not you know what happens it's how you you move on from that quickly and and, and rectify things and still make your cook turn out the way you wanted it to so it's the good teams that do that mm. and do you still are you still practicing a lot on stuff at home or do you know are you now like we're so well tuned to it all that you don't really practice it anymore you kind of some people just treat their cooker the competition as the next practice and <laughs> yeah i mean throughout the season that is the case but you know th- throughout this this closed season or down season or winter whatever you want to say um we, we will be practicing you know now throughout the winter because you know you might make your last competition our last competition was october the next one's going to be probably march or april um it's a long time. Yeah. You, know, you do, you, you do get rusty, you know, even the best teams over in the States will get rusty in that time. So mm. you need to sort of, you need to try things that, you know, you should never try something new on a contest. So, you know, we have lots of ideas and lots of things that we'd like to try. Um, but you, you can't do that on a, on a contest fresh. So this is the time now for me to go through my notes and go, well, uh, okay, I want to try that. I want to try this, you know, and, and, and change things. And there's a million and one things I'd, I'd like to try. And there's not enough weeks throughout the winter to, to do them. But in the summer, no, you're not really practicing. Because some, I mean, this particular year, we, we started late for financial reasons. And um, which meant that at one point we had seven contests back to back every week. Right. You know, so there is no time to go. There yeah, is no time when, to yeah. when are you going to practice that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, literally, you know, that is your that is your time to, to it's a must do then. You must get it right then. Yeah, definitely. So what's what is what's your favorite category to cook? And is it is it is that the category you do the best in? I, I think I think, yeah, I think brisket from I think from that first contest, really. We developed a love affair with brisket, um, and I think I, I do do believe that as well. Whatever you mm. like to eat, I think most of all, normally is the one that you cook best. You know, yeah. I, this sounds strange coming from from a barbecue cook, but I I absolutely hate ribs. Yeah, absolutely. I've <laughs> always hated ribs. You know, I understand everybody does like ribs, or most people do, but I can't stand them. So that tradition has been our worst category. You know, so it's. Um, it, I think it's what you like. What you like to eat is is, is ten, you tend to be able to cook well yeah. and enjoy cooking. You know, so I enjoy cooking brisket, and um, it's. Uh, you know, it, it, it. 
I think traditionally, I haven't really looked at stats or anything on that, but I think traditionally it's been a good category for us. Yeah. Um, so what would, you, what would your top tips to people be for cooking brisket? Well, I mean, you know, um, a lot of people will, um, you know, play around with different things, and that's good to, to experiment with different things, but you need to make sure it's cooked properly before you start experimenting, you know. I mean, don't, 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 um, I mean, brisket's an expensive meat. Uh, but unfortunately, if you buy a cheap one, you're not going to see good results. So, mm. you know, if you can stretch to something a little bit better, you know, some of the Australian ones, the American ones that you can get now, um, try it, you know, do it as often as you can. It may be better to, to cook one good brisket that costs a bit more once a month rather than, you know, uh, cheap every week. Because even the best cooks in the world won't make some of these cheaper, um, you know, grass-fed UK briskets turn out any good because it's just no fat content, you know. Yeah. So you need, I would say, yeah, you need to, to, to use something that's decent in the first place. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely a good tip. And what, do you guys like, always use the same briskets every competition now or do you use different ones? Well, we've been playing around a lot, you know. It's um, we, we had a, a spell of using the same briskets, but then you see teams around getting better briskets, and mm-hmm. you know you've got to keep you've got to keep up with that. You know, you, you can't ever blame you know bad workman blames his tools. You can't ever blame the meats that you get in, but you should always try to start with the best possible quality. You know, um, and it's still in, in relation to to Europe, it's still very difficult in the UK to get what we want. So a lot of the times, you know, we'll get friends over in, in Netherlands, Germany, whatever, to get our, our briskets for us because they've got much easier access, you know. And, um, we, yeah, we, we, we had a spell of using just, just the same ones all the time, the, the, the Australian ones that you can get, Australian yeah. um, equivalent of Prime. Um, we tried some Australian Wagyu's, which were very good. Um, we, we've had a couple of goes with the, the Snake River Farms, Um not entirely to my liking, but they're, they're good, and I know the teams do well with them. Um, yeah, so we, we just played around. I'd like to, I'd love to be able to have the access to the briskets they've got in the US, you know, and, and the choice there. Um, we just haven't got that yet. Maybe it'll come. Hopefully, it'll come. Because um, then, you know, if you could choose, it's great. At the minute, we can't really choose, and it's pretty much this is the best. You know, you call a butcher, and it's the best they've got, and, you know. You've got to go with that. Yeah, and do you, you do you always use like the same butcher, and you take your meat with you to the competitions? You don't rely on buying it locally or anything. Uh, no, we used to buy locally. We used to buy it locally, um, and it wasn't too bad. But it it, it was um, it's becoming um, with butchers now in the UK. They, there's there's a few ones now that are really switched on to it. You know, um, and we're using uh, Bob's butchers at the minute. Um, oh yeah great guy and um he's very switch seems to be very switched on to to what you need um the pork is great um uh through uh sherwood foods i think some of it mm-hmm. um the, the ribs very very good uh, we've even started to get our chicken there with him now because i i said to him just one time uh, you know what can you do with chicken can you get thighs that are all the same size to start with yeah no problem we got couple of bags of thighs from him just as an experiment i got my back up as well um 
ready to go, but these were, were much, much better and, and really great in size. So it was just a lot of the work was done, you know, because um, it was just a case of our trim and, and, and that was it. But they, yeah, it's much better quality. So I think, again, things are improving it on that on that sort of uh, scale. But you, again, you need to make it as easy as possible. So competition season, when we've got, like this year, seven contests back-to-back, it's nice just to have a, a delivery turns up on Thursday with everything in it. You know, um, yeah, rather than thinking, takes oh, I've got part to of the stress yeah. away, isn't it? Yeah, because a lot of the week you're spending running around. You know, I've got to go to Tesco's to get this. I've got to go there to get this. You know, um, it's uh, it saved a lot of that for us, really. So yeah, it's been it's been great a great find, and nice to see that UK butchers are getting switched on to to what we want, even though it's probably only a small market for them at the minute. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, it's good that they are. They make, everyone makes an effort, and most butchers, like any butcher who's, who's really into butchery, is quite happy to have a go as well, aren't they? Like I've go to quite a few butchers where you're like, yeah, obviously, yeah. For, I'm not, I'm not competing, so I'm not at the same level. But if I want, if I want to cut in a certain way, I can quite often go in with like a, a YouTube video, or I can sh- yeah, yeah. show them a photo, and they'll have a go. And I think that that's a really awesome thing. That's it. Yeah, if you've got a butcher that'll take the time with you like that, you know, and say it's nice that nice that that some do now. You know, um, I think um, I don't know a lot about butchery, but I think you know what I can gather is that you know sometimes doing these American cuts because they're not that popular, the butcher's losing out on valuable meat. Yeah, for, for other cuts, you know yeah. that's that's what I understand it to be, you know. Yeah. Um, and I can, again, I can understand that, you know, you don't want people to to lose money just by providing you with a nice rack of ribs. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, so when it comes to your like with briskets, your top one, and has been is probably your favourite one, and you've got your own rubs and stuff that you put on them as well now. And I've seen you've you've done like a collaboration with. Angus and Oink to produce them, and that's right. So you've yeah. got you got three rubs with them now. Uh, we've got um, our own one, Cowpat, um, and then we've got the Fairy Dust, which is uh, a pre-rub dusting of uh, beautiful chemicals. Um, <laughs> but we've also got the the collaboration one, Porky White Chick. So uh, yeah, we've got the the three in total. We're working on a lot more at the minute um, under our own banner and under the um, the meat collab one with um, with Scott from Angus and Oink. Um, I think the intention is obviously the, the, the Angus and Oink range sits nicely there uh, for people and then we've got the collaboration range and then our range as well. So there's like a three yeah. three different uh, uh, choices for people then. Yeah. So Cowpat is your competition rub, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it was based on the recipe um, when we first started. We we uh, used all of our own rubs, uh, so this is based on on that. And uh, I think we had a run of brisket wins of I don't know three or four or something like that. And you know, it was all all with this um, with this rub. And the porky white chick is uh, based on the the pork rub we we used to use at the start there. Um, the thing was for us, the only reason we, we drifted away from using our own for a while uh, was when we started to compete in the States. Uh, we went over with our own rubs, and, and although we, we had calls, we, you know, a lot of the times you weren't doing well, you know. So yeah. um, the only thing we put it down to was the fact that, you know, 
there was better or there was uh, more consistent rubs being used there that that you know seasoned judges were probably getting used to the taste of and, and yeah. noting you know so we tried we switched and we tried some of the better known american um store-bought rubs and started to do better in the states so we stuck with that for a while um but then shortly after we switched back again and started to use our own so it, it, we used like a combination it, there's no um most barbecue teams there's no real big secret over it but most most barbecue teams won't use just one rub no on any given meat you know they'll use a layering technique or they'll maybe mix something else in with it too. and that makes it your own it's like a recipe you know um you see a recipe from nigella or something like that and you think well you know i might like to just try something different there you know and and and, and alter that you know and then it works out and it tastes great and you love it um so that's what most decent barbecue teams will do you know they'll experiment and 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 change something to make your own you know yeah and i have like when you walk around you see people prepping stuff and it isn't a major secret people obviously do use different rubs and they layer them on but i i've never yeah. really, i don't often see people like actually mixing together two different rubs you do you see people like layering them up but i don't really yeah. very yeah. often see that the other way around if they've gone like a teaspoon of this rub and a teaspoon of that rub and mixing it up together no, that's it. You know, I mean, um, we, we do a lot of work with a, a chef development team. Um, and when he, one of, one of the chefs there first started seeing us layering rubs onto a brisket, that was his first question. You know, why don't you just put it all in a thing and mix it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, and I couldn't answer, basically. No. <laughs> I still can't properly. But yeah, it's, I have think. You, have you, you know, tried? Basically. He did try, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't really any different to be honest <laughs> uh, i think once they're all once they're all melded together and you know wetted up and everything it's uh, it's not a big difference so you know but i, I suppose it's um i suppose it's in your head that that, that a judge is going to chase you know the sweet and then the, the savory and then the salt in it you know and that yeah. sort of thing and yeah. you're trying to you're trying to layer and and and, and give a what everybody knows now as a flavor profile so a combination of of all those things coming together yeah and have you got any of your own sources or do you use like shop bought sources no we've got our own source in fact that was the first product we had we had out before we uh before we met scott from anderson oink it's called big swill that's our that's our brand uh name as well for our products big swill um it's just a a basically we were using a combination of two um store-bought sources in our competition for a while uh, and it, it, it does get quite costly, even if you've got sponsors, you know, you know, it can be quite costly getting other ingredients to go with it. So um, Lindsay's uh, sort of in charge of all the sources and she made a mission to try and develop a, a recipe that tasted like what we were using with these combination of sources. Um, and then she she came up with it, you know, um, she she hit it right. And um we went on went on to start producing it in uh, Netherlands. A guy in the Netherlands was doing it for us. It was selling great. Um, but um, you know, we we came across um, we came across a, a different alternative over here. So we we obviously went with that because logistically it was difficult to yeah. get it to and from Netherlands. But um, it still sells well over there, and um, the uh, it sells well 
most of Europe actually uh, had one of the uh, one of our Italian friends who, who runs a barbecue place. He he said, um, you know, we're, we're we're selling so much of your sauce now. He said, I think these guys are using it for their bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, good. Yeah, I might do a bolognese video or recipe or something. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's really is just because again, it's like the classes. People ask, you know, when are you getting a rub? When are you getting a sauce? And it didn't really ever dawn on us that we should do that but it you know when more and more and more people are asking you think well okay you know let, let's do that really and um you know i'd like it to sell well but it's not that's never been my intention or our intention of going into barbecue to to make anything from it you know at the, if it helps pay for our travel because this this is not a cheap uh sport hobby pastime whatever it's yeah. uh, if it helps pay for that that's great anything that helps us pay to to pursue this is fantastic I'd actually, I'd say it's probably the biggest barrier of entry into the whole barbecue competition scene is cost, really. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, you know, you can you can do it cheap. I mean, our first contest, we went with with just that one frontier, Pro Q Frontier. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's doable. <clears throat> you know, in the end, we loaned another one while we were there. But I mean, if you've got a couple of those, you can do a contest quite easily. And um, our son is. Uh, starting to compete next year he helped out with us at Brew and Q last year and kind of fell in love with it so he's set up his own team now and oh, uh, cool. yeah you know they haven't got rakes of money and not most of us but um, they managed to, to to get a setup together and um, it hasn't cost them a fortune um, they'll probably do three contests this year and you know it's uh, it, it's a case of finding that that level you know and say for me I work for myself and some years are better than others so we've done up to 18 contests in a year when you reckon on that each one costs around a thousand pounds, um, it's it's not cheap. No, no. <laughs> got to come from somewhere. So you know yeah. we we've got it. You know we've got to dial it in a bit sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, there's a nice little competition that we're doing called QFest. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pop, pop yeah, along, right, get, yeah. get your son yeah, involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still on the list. It's yeah. still on the list. <laughs> cool. So and. Um, Brew and Q, I came along to it last year. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so many good teams there. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you're, yeah. Do, you're doing it again, I guess, next year. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's, uh, it's in the calendar in the KCBS yeah. calendar now. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, I think the same, roughly the same amount of teams. I think we've got 38 again, um, and they'll all be staying on for the for the Open. So we've got the invitation of the first day, the Open, the second day. It, it was a good a good time. Yeah, yeah. it's. Um, you know, having travelled to to the states to compete, it it gave us an insight into what barbecue contest should be. Um, we ran the first one in the UK, the first KCBS one in the UK back in 2012, um, and the, some of the a good handful of the judges that that came to that one from from the states immediately booking for whatever else we've got now, and they're still coming down to the second. Brewing Q, they were there at the first Brewing Q, and the, the reports back from them um, and anybody that 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 was American, sort of like we're, we're, we're all saying, you know, this is just like being at home. It's so much like a a US contest, and that was exactly our intention. You yeah. know, it was it was never to be anything else. It was um, we wanted it to be exactly like a US contest. So yeah, it was, it was um, really good yeah. for me coming along to yours as well because. We organised the KCBS competition and yeah. ran one last year, and it was great success. Mm. But 
neither Dan or I had ever even been to one before, <laughs> and we we organised no. it. <laughs> so it was good to come to yours and, and go. Difficult, oh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit like ours, but it's give me some good ideas. <laughs> yeah, no, that's difficult. It is difficult when you've not been. I mean, you you know, from from all I've heard, you, you did a great job. You know, so it's um, but you know. It's, it is difficult. It's a thankless task organising, you know, and I, I hope you guys carry on. I really do because, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a certain respect, the UK's just fallen a little bit behind the rest of Europe, you know, yeah. and it'd uh, be nice to see. I know we're only a small island, but, you know, it'd be nice to see um, see us catch up again, really. I mean, yeah, uh, I think next year, I mean, even, even Austria next year has got five contests of their own, yeah. you know, and uh, you think, well, what, you know, why can't we have five then? You yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. But, I, you know, I suppose it will come with people like yourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're not in it to make money, but if people are in it, and we're not in it to make money, as long as we don't lose, we're happy. You know, yeah. we did lose a little bit last year, but, uh, um, you know, if people are interested in, in getting into organising contests, they, they can make money from it if they want to. You know, they can organise it in such a way that they can make something from it. So that that that's, I think, when it will start to grow, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we, it's, it is growing already. Like last year, we did, I think ours was the first in the UK last year, and then yours was quickly yeah. after it, and then people have loved it. And John Gower's organising one as well, which will be at the end of the summer. So we've, we'll have yes, three yeah. three competitions, but yours kind of counts what? as two, really, doesn't it? So yeah, we can it, say yeah, we've got yeah. four. So we're only one, four, one, yeah. one yeah. away from our well, five. Then. <laughs> Well, then, if you throw the one in in Scotland, then oh, the yeah. UK's got yeah. five, you know. So that, that's fantastic. It is it. fantastic, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, but if we can keep, yeah, add, it, keep it would adding be nice. one a year, we're going to be getting there quite soon, aren't we? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope more people say, you know what, I'm I'm going to do one, you know. and yeah. um, Because really, traditionally, a lot of the contests, you know, have been in the South, you know, and, and done that, you know. Um, it'd be nice to see some more up in the north, and it's great to see this one in Scotland. It's yeah. uh, really exciting, you know. And, but um, you know, places like Northern Ireland and you know, Casey Bliss in Ireland or Wales or whatever, it'd be nice to, to get to, to these different places, you know. Yeah, yeah, because that must be a really nice thing about what you're doing is you get to see a lot of the world and the country and everything, don't you? Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, our our hobby before this was was travelling, basically. Yeah. You know, our kids are grown up. You know, and um, you know, we we just like to see different different states of America and different countries, and um, then we we got into the barbecue. So now we can combine the two. Now we can do barbecue in these different places, and it's great. You know, um, we, we we're seeing the world through through barbecue. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. Well, we're approaching that mark now, mate. So thanks very much for spending some time to talk to me today. Um, just, no problem. Just before you go, could you let people know like where they can find you on your like website and social media and stuff like that? Yeah, we're uh, Facebook Miss Piggy's BBQ, and uh, same for Twitter and uh, Instagram is the same, and the website is uh, Miss Piggy's BBQ uk. Awesome, nice and simple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, mate. Speak to you soon. No problem. Thanks for me on. Cheers, Ben. Bye. Bye. You're listening to your United Q podcast.
We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smoke with Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com. 